This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kind. Test automation engineer Jenny Bramble shares stories on how she got her team to use Agile. What is your role right now? Like, what is the kind of work you do? Right now, I'm a senior software test engineer. So I do a lot of testing. I do a lot of coordination of testing. And I'm working with one of our cross-site offices to try and get the automation mindset into, uh, into our software development lifecycle over there. When you started, did you do uh, this kind of work before there was a thing called Agile? So here's the interesting thing. I was actually looking at those questions and thinking, did I? And the answer is is kind of yes. As a software tester, I'm a little bit methodology agnostic. I can do my job in Waterfall. I can do it in Agile. I can do it in Scrumfall. I can do it anywhere, basically. So I was trying to think, okay, well, what's the first time I really purposefully encountered an, an Agile team? And I have a funny story about that that <laughs> you'll edit this later if the story's too terrible, right? <laughs> okay, no problem. <laughs> Uh, so I was working with a a product manager who was difficult. Uh, he was in a difficult situation, but he was also a difficult human. What? A difficult and, manager? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Crazy pants. Uh, one of the problems that the team was finding is that the, the product guy would accept any work that the CEO asked uh-huh. uh, without sort of clearing it with the team and without making sure that we had capacity for it. A lot of this was because we weren't doing grooming. We weren't doing any of the agile ceremonies. So uh, he may have gone on vacation for a week, and we mutinied and started doing agile <laughs> while he was gone. Nice. <laughs> I love that. Manager goes on vacation. We do agile. Sounds awesome. We actually had a, a developer who was a scrum master, like a, an official scrum master. So he was like, you know, we're going to experiment with this for a week and see how we like it. And when the product guy got back, we're like, okay, this is your new role on the team. That is awesome. <laughs> Honestly, the team became so much more efficient. The, the morale just jumped out the roof. And I really think the product manager, I think he had a better time because he wasn't, he didn't get as much pushback from the team mm. and it didn't feel as agnostic. So it was good for everybody all around. Um, so that's my advice. Have a mutiny. Nice. <laughs> that is so awesome. That's the first time I've heard of that one. So, Okay. <laughs> Yeah. And and so before you were doing this, were you doing something like Waterfall or did you have a word for what you were doing before the movie? We called it Agile, but what it really was was two to three week Waterfall sprints. Ah. So uh, it was it was I learned the term scrum fall later. Right. And that's kind of what we were doing. So it was very much development up front, test in the back, requirements uh, before development. Like it was, it, there was no thought of being iterative on a project. It was more just do the work. You have to do the work. And then you have to do this other work too because someone that gets paid a bunch of money wants this to happen. Wow. So I'm, I'm thinking about the manager. So he came back and I may, maybe you were doing stand-ups beforehand and now you're still doing stand-ups and now the team's like self-organized and, and <laughs> did this thing, which is exactly how we love Agile teams to do this is to be self-organized. And you guys 
just self-organized. <laughs> <laughs> I think before he, we were doing kind of a stand-up, but it was really just we all stood in a circle and we're told what we were doing today. And, oh. and that was that was particularly difficult for me as a test engineer because it wasn't getting buy-in from the people actually doing the work. It was, this is the body of work we have to get done today. Uh, and and it, it didn't feel good, you know? You were basically lined up and told what to do every day. <laughs> and, and honestly, that sounds worse than it was. It worked for us for a while. But it got to a point where it was emotionally difficult to to do this, and we were never actually sure if the body of work we had sort of agreed to was the body of work we'd be delivering. Wow, that's mysterious. <laughs> yeah, I like some mystery in my life, but not in my job. <laughs> The coach or mentor, was that the, I think you said was an engineer with some scrum master training. Is that pretty much how that got started? Yeah, he was, uh, he was actually the, the tech lead, I think, on the project. And I was the only tester at the time, I believe. And I'll probably get an email from him later. He'll be like, I heard you. Here's what really happened. Uh, and, but he and I were talking about it. We're like, you know, here's some difficulties that we're seeing on the team. What can the two of us do to help resolve this? And he was like, you know, I'd really like to give a more pure, agile approach a try. How can we do that? Um, nice. So we mutinied. Nice. <laughs> And I say I say mutiny. I'm, I'm I'm being a little bit playful there, and a little bit a little bit of hyperbole. Um, it, it was something very thought out, and something we had talked about on the team, but hadn't actually had enough buy-in to do. Right. How big was this company, by the way? It was under 200 people. Okay, there we are. Because that, uh, that's also part of the, the organizational cultures. Is it, mm-hmm. I, I suspect that this kind of mutiny would be harder or, or, or less likely to happen in a very large company where things are maybe less personal. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, that's awesome that you made that happen. Because um, I was part of a really big company too when we started doing Agile, but we were uh, uh, a small office of the big company. And we were mm, probably yeah. like four. 40 people and uh, half of us started doing XP and the other half kind of kept doing what they wanted to do. (laughs) You know, I honestly think that's a little bit more of the direction that some of the more modern companies are going, Uh, letting teams make these decisions for themselves and kind of experiment because it's hard to change a 500, 1,000, 1 bazillion person company immediately over to something else. But it's not as hard to change like a 20 person team, a five person team. Mm. And they can do, they can run these tiny little experiments and see what happens and let it kind of trickle out, spider out. Nice. So, so now, how do you do this kind of work, the software, uh, sorry, the, the, the test engineer work? Now I'm at a company that's incredibly self-organizing. Uh, we have, we're, we're a client services company, so we work for a lot of different types of clients. And the thing that we get from Agile most is 
we kind of go for the buffet approach, the, the a la carte pro- approach. What works for this client? What works for this situation? Is this a situation in which we need daily stand-ups? Is this a situation in which backlog refinement is reasonable? A lot of our projects are greenfield, and there's no backlog to really refine. Uh-huh. Like we talk about the requirements, but we don't necessarily have tickets to like pre-existing tickets that we need to work through. So maybe it doesn't work there. Hmm. And then we've got a couple of teams that are just like the agileiest agile things <laughs> ever because our clients are like, oh yeah, we like that. Let's do that. We understand this framework. Uh, and we have a couple that are a little bit more waterfall-ish. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's, we'll, we'll talk about requirements up front. We'll say, okay, this is what we're going to do for, this is the, the work that we're planning on doing for the next three or four months. Here's how we're probably going to lay it out. But even within that, there's room for iteration. There's room for moving things around. Nice. And we try and work in what we call slices. Uh-huh. So that's a single testable body of work. It includes UI, front end, back end. Uh, any automation tests, everything. We want to deliver something that is that we could show to the client, be proud of, and say, "We have done this for you." Cool, nice. It's super fun. Yeah. So there's a Martin Fowler paper on requirements limbering, which is the situation where you get upfront requirements and maybe fixed bid, fixed price projects, and how difficult that is to be agile in that context. Uh, and so I think the paper has says something about <clears throat> the client no, thinks their mind's made up, but it, it, it isn't. And so uh, you want to try to find those opportunities to limber up their uh, thinking and maybe shift from a fixed bid, fixed price uh, model, because that, that's really difficult then <clears throat> to be. Honestly, agile. even in a fixed price, fixed bid model, you still have room to iterate. You still have room to say, uh, we're going to build these things in gorgeous, beautiful little iterations. And for us, that's an opportunity to help teach our clients how they can develop software in a more efficient way. Sure, we've got a fixed price contract. That's fine. Let us show you what an iteration looks like. Let us show you what getting something out in front of you earlier does for our efficiency, our quality, our Honestly, our quality of life. Let's let's be real. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, who who wants to spend the majority of their life at a job that we don't like? That makes sense. Yeah, and you know, sometimes you'll have a difficult client, a difficult project, or you feel super constrained by what you're doing. But as long as there's some freedom of choice on your end, and you get to make like the day to day decisions about what you're working with, it feels really good. Feels good to be kind of in charge of your your work life. Yeah, totally. This is this is the engagement part of of of, of how do I say it? Employee engagement is only twenty six percent. That's one of the historical lows when they collected this in two thousand. To now, it's up to thirty four percent. So, can you imagine paying for all your employees and only having thirty four percent actively engaged? Exactly. Uh, my name is Jenny Bramble. I'm a soft, senior software test engineer at Willow Tree. I came up through support. I accidentally went into DevOps for like six months, then found quality assurance. Absolutely love it. 
One of the biggest things I love is communication, finding a balance between teams, helping people connect, and making an impact. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jenny Does Things. You can email me, jenny.bramble at gmail.com. I would absolutely love to see everybody at Triagile on April 1st in my hometown of Raleigh, North Carolina. And that's Triagile, as in T-R-I, like in the triangle. Are you new to Agile or Scrum? Looking for a fun way to pick up the knowledge to become an Agile team? Go get the novel, Agile Noir. It's a dramatic novel about a project manager who needs to transform his teams to become Agile because his life depends on it. This book is available in the US on Amazon, in India on pothy.com, In China, it's available on my WeChat store. Links are in the show notes. Next episode, Jenny tells us how to build up our teams through play. This is how we as children form connections. It's how we start to talk about and learn about how social bonds work, how hierarchies work. This is where we learn these things. As adults, we stop doing that. We stop playing. Maybe you play in the rec league or something, but you don't play with the people around you at work and you don't start forming those bonds that are so vital to us as humans.